The Forum at 8 with Kolani Gwala. It is 11 minutes after 8. Good morning. Welcome to the Forum at 8 here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, the Gauteng Provincial Government will kick off a process that will pave the way for the controversial liquor bill to be made law. Uh, it will ban, among other things, the sale of alcohol on Sundays. There's also a, a number of other restrictions that will come into place if, indeed, this bill becomes law. Uh, we will be discussing that in a minute with my guests here on the program. But let me tell you, because lots of views have been coming through on SMS and emails. Let me read you uh, a couple of emails, uh, SMSs. Um, first, I'll start with this one here. Somebody, Nelly Swa uh, in Bisho says, But how was Sunday chosen? Many people drink on Saturday. If the aim is to reduce intake, then ban it on Saturday. Uh, another one came through from Sabelo in Cape Town. Why stop alcohol sales only on Sundays? What about other faiths that practice on Friday and Saturday um, their religious beliefs? Uh, another SMS says, Comes to you, uh, Come to Yorville, uh, where every corner has liquor outlet operating daily with patrons, cars obstructing traffic. Just come to Raleigh, Grafton and Hopkin, uh, for Hopkins for evidence. Um, there's also somebody who says, Why ban the selling of liquor on Sundays and not Fridays or Saturday? Uh, statistically, most people drink on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Kenny Mugone in Midrand says, uh, Why can't they just ban the production of alcohol? They won't because it will affect white capital but rather kill those black SMMEs that are causing customers to shy away from suburban establishments. Uh, Sunday is rest day, so all businesses must be closed, including liquor stores. Uh, we will still uh, go and got kept, uh, caught off-handed uh, when the saviour comes, regards old Warren. Lots of emails as well uh, on the subject. But let me introduce our guest on the program then, starting with Mr. Bali Chuene. He is a member of the Gauteng Liquor Board. Mr. Chuene, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you for your time. Also on the other line, Saint Madlala is president of uh, the SA Liquor Traders Association. Mr. Madlala, hello. Morning, morning, Kolani. Morning to everybody. Thank morning, you, Mr. Training. Sure. Uh, good the, morning. Uh, there's also Savera Kaladin, uh, who is an advocacy manager at Seoul City. Ms. Kaladin, good morning. Good morning, Kolani, and your guests and our listeners. Thank you. Let me start with Mr. Uh, Chuene here. Uh, from the Gauteng Liquor Board's point of view, give us the broad rationale, the broad intention behind uh, not just the issue of banning trade on Sunday, but also the restriction in terms of uh, trading hours. That's right. Okay. Um, the bill really seeks to address quite a number of issues. I think firstly to deal with the ambiguities that are currently there in the current Houting Liquor Act of 2003, and which makes it practically impossible uh, or rather difficult in some instances for the board to rationalize you know, their decisions. And secondly, you will have an issue of certain aspects which we wanted to specifically introduce, which are not in the current act. For example, um, when you look at, for example, sale of alcohol at residential areas, mm-hmm. we have encountered numerous complaints from members of uh, the community uh, relating, for example, I mean, to noise and relating basically to, you know, you have a resident uh, where next door basically it's a pub and it's, you know, um, selling alcohol with a lot of noise uh, going into early hours of the morning and this affecting, you know, the the families. You have um, basically members of the public, you know, infringing on what uh, we refer to as, you know, the dominant use of your residence. If you 
uh, trading in alcohol, for example, in a residential area, mm-hmm. um, when we grant you that particular license, the dominant use must remain residential, as opposed to basically the whole house you know, becoming a sailing zone. All so right. these are just some of the issues that we wanted to introduce. And I think what most other importantly, of course, is the issue of the community involvement. The current act doesn't, for example, seek to sort the views of, for example, um, the school governing body where the proposed liquor outlet will be, you know, closer to a school. So we want to hear what the views of the school governing body will be. We want to hear what the views of any place of worship within the 500-meter radius of that particular proposed um, outlet. So this uh, bill seeks to, among others, um, deal with this particular important aspect. And, of course, the very issue that, uh, which is the subject of uh, contention now about uh, sale of bill on Sunday. What is then the, re- the, the reasoning be- uh, behind the issue of the sale on Sunday? Okay. Um, I think it's, it's important that... Um, People take cognizance of the fact that uh, there has been a process. These particular um, draft regulations have been preceded by an extensive community participation in terms of the policy, which basically gave birth to this particular bill and the proposed regulations. Now, that, that particular uh, uh, ban on Sunday uh, was voiced by you know, various parties at various, you know, public platforms to say there ought to be some day within a week where basically the sale of alcohol, you know, um, it's banned. Now, that goes along with the restriction of trading hours in residential areas. Uh, For example, right now, you know, if you have a pub or a tavern license in a residential area, you can trade till about 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, the proposal is that restrict that at least to 10 o'clock, you know, at night. I'm going to go back again to the issue of the Sunday. It may very well be that people proposed it, but why would your board find it uh, advisable to include it in the bill? Um, Given South Africa, given what, you know, traditionally happens in this country, is it an advisable thing to even suggest? Well, look, I think the most important thing is um, this is a process. Uh, which is consultative in nature, because you had the policy, which uh, basically the final policy was as a result of this particular public participation I'm talking about. Now, from there, the bill has been drafted. Now it goes to the legislature. Now, very, very importantly, and the MEC here has um, specifically mentioned that uh, when it becomes abundantly clear that the members of the public are vehemently opposed to this particular um, proposal, specifically in relation to you know, selling on Sunday. Obviously, yes, the um, Portfolio Committee of the Economic Development in Houding will take that as a major factor as part of their consultative process. I so, accept that. I accept that. But what I'm asking you is, has the board got a view on whether or not trade in alcohol on Sundays should be banned? Okay, the, 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 there are certain matters which basically, you know, when you come to the issues of monitoring, regulation, and licensing of alcohol, you cannot really, as a board, be able to um, implement this effectively without the community's views. 
Hence, we want to hear what the members of the public um, have to say as far as this particular aspect is concerned. But you, course, you are convinced are that it is a point to consider. You, you are convinced that it is worth considering. It is definitely worth considering, yes. Right. Let me bring in my other guest then. Uh, Mr. Matlala, is it worth considering? Um, not at all. Not at all. I think um, the, the authorities have made a mistake this time. We really don't understand as an industry why they have got to ban the sale of alcohol on a Sunday. Firstly, I must say, Colani, that uh, the industry is very sympathetic uh, about uh, some of the things that are happening. We are aware of uh, some of the problems that we have in our country, the road carnages, and when you investigate, you find that there is alcohol has been affected, the domestic violence abuse of children and so forth. We agree, we are against those things. We are truly loyal South Africans ourselves. We don't want to see these things happening. We don't agree with the method by the by the authorities to say they should ban alcohol in order to contain those problems. But we yeah, don't think that's that's sure, the, that's but do you have any suge- do you have any any wise Yeah, but Mr. Matala, do you have Sorry. any any better suggestions then? Because it's one thing of you to say, well, we agree that there is a problem of alcohol abuse in us in our society, but I don't hear you coming up with a proposal that then restricts availability of alcohol to youngsters, that restricts availability of alcohol uh, in 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 neighboring communities, in in residential communities. Yes. Um, yeah, what I'm saying is that uh, we can still deal with those problems without having to ban the, the sale of alcohol on Sundays. Because if you go ahead and do that, first of all, it's going to hit the social uh, social life of South Africans, especially the black South Africans, because black South Africans in the main, they are workers. And the only other that are able to relax and uh, uh, do the things that they normally have to, to do, cultural activities like weddings and so forth, it's on Sundays. The Mahukas meet on Sundays. The Stockfell sport is at its height on Sundays, you know. And then um, these SMMEs are going to be hit very hard. All right, all right. I'm going to come back to that point. To and something like 20 to 30 percent on Sundays. Okay. Now, if you hit that, you must know that you're going to take 20 to 30 percent of their profits. All right. And then, this, hello. Yeah, and then, uh, all right, let me bring um, my, my other guest. I'm going to come back to you, Mr. Matlala, in a minute. Uh, Ms. Kaladin, do you okay. agree with Mr. Matlala that social life will be changed here? There are people who um, whose livelihoods rely or, or, or revolve around the availability of alcohol over the weekends. Well, Lani, when we're looking at restriction, uh, restricting uh, access to alcohol, we've, we've got to understand the motivation for it. The reason uh, uh, health promotion advocates call for a reduction is because alcohol has been found to be linked to interpersonal violence and over 20 illnesses um, in our country. And it's costing our economy $30 billion per annum to deal with the effects of alcohol-related harm. Now, there's international evidence uh, from the World Health Organization that says that there are three things that you can do to reduce the levels of consumption and excessive consumption, and that is you reduce access to alcohol, one of those things, which means reducing hours of sale, which unfortunately we don't see um, that uh, taverns and uh, pubs and bars are going to have to do. 
uh, on-consumption licenses are still going to be valid from 10 a.m. in the morning until 2 a.m. the following morning. So, so it's not going to reduce consumption in that way. Uh, so hours of sale are too high. In, uh, in South Africa, we have over 220,000 liquor outlets. 200,000 of these are unlicensed. So there is no regulation and no monitoring. And it would, and, and, uh, and it's, it's interesting to hear uh, so to say that, uh, you know, that they are really concerned about the effects of alcohol-related harm. But we have been engaging with them uh, since 2009, and we've suggested two ways that can create jobs and can reduce the levels of violence in, um, uh, in and around taverns, especially those in residential areas. And those were to, inc- to serve food um, at every outlet because you'd get 220,000 jobs there and it reduces the rate at which people um, become drunk. And the second was to have security on site. You know that a lot of people that are under the age of 18 are... Uh, are served alcohol. We know that a lot of people enter drinking places with knives, with guns. They get involved in fights, but there's no one there Mm. to stop this behavior. And we haven't seen that they've brought in um, security either. The other problem that we have, of course, is is, uh, enforcement and monitoring. In the country at the moment, we only have 49 liquor inspectors, and the law says we're going to get 105 nationally. Uh, we believe as the Pusa Wise campaign that actually we need a thousand inspectors in every province to do proper monitoring of the outlets that are All there. Right. Okay, and I'm going to go back, by the way, to Mr. Madlala because I really would like to, to, to pick up on the point you made that black people in the townships will be affected by this because if you listen to what uh, Ms. Kaladin is saying, uh, Mr. Madlala, uh, that yes. violence is mainly in the townships. Right. And in order for you to reduce it, if you take the international study, then it means we've got to reduce access to alcohol in the townships. So what do you say then to that? Because there's international evidence that suggests that in order for you to deal with the kind of violence that we're talking about, then reduce access. And one way of reducing access is to limit trading hours. I have a problem with these so-called international studies and international research in order to try and solve problems in our country. I think we, we must just look at our country and deal with the problems as they are in our country. So I, I don't understand um, that, because, because in, 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 in any situation you look at best practice. In any no, situation you look at best practice. I can hear practice. you, but you are very faint, you know. I'm saying I can don't understand what you mean. To speak up so I can hear you better. I'm as loud as I possibly can be. I'm saying in oh. any situation we look at international best practice and so in this situation as well there are comparisons being made uh, looking at what else is happening in internationally and the studies have proved that in order for you to deal with issues of violence elsewhere reduce access to alcohol okay um, let's carry on yeah what i'm saying is that uh, the method for which is one to use that is banning alcohol on sundays uh, and hoping that they'll be able to deal with problems of underage drinking, will deal with problems of death, uh, violence, road carnage, and so forth. I don't think that was the, that was the, a wise move by the by the government. I think other methods are there. For instance, I've said it often times that uh, we need to uh, uh, deal with a modification of behavior, behavior modification. That's what we should engage in. 
And if really the authorities are serious about this, why don't they stop manufacturing of alcohol in this country? I'm not advocating that, but that would be closing the tap once and for all. But I'm not advocating that. Why should they hit the SMMEs? Why should they hit black people? Because black people are not the townships. I think this is, the, I don't agree with them. I don't agree totally with what they are saying. All right. They're killing jobs. They are reducing the tax, uh, uh, tax contribution, the GDP, and so forth that we contribute to us, you know. And I don't agree totally with them. All right. You know, the social Hanani, lives of people is going to be affected. All right. Ms. Um, Kaladin, uh, uh, I'm going to come back to you in a minute, but also, Mr. Chwena, I'm going to take your thoughts on this one. But uh, a couple of people already waiting for me on the line. Welcome, uh, Mazabu in Johannesburg. Hello. Hi there. Yeah. Uh, good morning to everybody. Thank you. Um, I'd just like to, okay, listening to, to the comments and stuff like that, I'd like to, to find out from the other gentleman. Sorry, I didn't catch his name because I just joined in late. I couldn't come through. But nonetheless, uh, the, 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 the point here is the ban of liquor on Sunday. Ban Am of right? sales. Yeah, of the sale of liquor. Yeah, not of drinking. I'd like, to, I'd like to understand because it seems as if uh, the community is being misled with this decision in a sense that are we talking of abuse of liquor or are we talking of the same? Because I don't find these two being the same um, in the same concept in the sense that are we saying uh, people are abusing liquor on Sunday? And my question at that point is what would make it different and what would the difference be if we stopping the sale of liquor on Sunday, okay. and then and what would what would make the people not to drink or over drink or the abusers? Ms. Kaladin, just on that point, can you clarify issues for welcome, if you may, for me? Malani, uh, we are the uh, sec- we we are rated as the second highest uh, uh, users. Uh, having the second highest rate of substance abuse and dependence in the world. And uh, our consumption level is between 17 and 20 liters per drinker. Um, and that is, that is comparable to the, to, the, to the countries that drink the most amount of alcohol in the world. And in addition to that, we, we, we have the most hazardous pattern of drinking, which means that we drink without eating. We drink with people we don't know. We drink when we don't have money. Uh, we drink when we don't know how we're going to go home, and all of that makes us more vulnerable. Yeah, but the question from welcome violence. from uh, the question from welcome is how then will banning sales on Sunday assist? Well, generally, any kind of reduction uh, of availability of alcohol will reduce the levels of risk. So while we 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 think that this is a good step forward, it is not the only step forward that needs to be taken. Lines are getting mixed up here. Um, we seem to have a slight problem. What we'll do is we'll take our updates now at 8.30. Uh, and when we come back, we'll fix up the, 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 the interference. There seems to be some music interference coming through on the line. But in the meantime, let me ask you to give me a call then on 0891-104-208. 0891-104-208. What do you think about this? Broadly speaking, the issue, of course, as, as articulated by Mr. Chwene a little earlier on, is really just to deal with a whole variety of issues surrounding how we trade alcohol in this country. But specifically also there are concerns about abuse of alcohol and therefore then suggestions that perhaps uh, banning sales on a Sunday may assist in this regard, but also restricting hours of trade during the week may also 
also assist in this regard. What are your thoughts? 89191042 amongst other things, the conduct of the South African police in the wake of recent incidents of suspected brutality. Gauteng residents have spoken out against the province's proposed liquor amendment bill. The bill proposes for the regulation of trading hours with Sunday liquor sales not allowed and a ban on selling of liquor to drunk people and pregnant women. A study claims to show that alcohol consumption in South Africa is more than twice the global average. Hundreds of people have been left homeless after fire gutted about 600 shacks at the Kaimnandi informal settlement in Stellenbosch. And researchers in France say a small-scale study of HIV-positive patients who've remained healthy for years after stopping drug treatment offers fresh evidence that early medical intervention could prevent the virus taking hold. I'll be back with a full news update at 9. Traffic on SAFM. Problems around Kauteng this morning. One is in Joburg. It's an accident on the N1 North before you get to Mareesburg Road, just north of the N17. Soweto on ramp. Uh, traffic backed up now to Rancho Road. So very heavy coming up through Soweto towards Riddleport. Uh, the other problems on the N14, this earlier collision after the R55 uh, Pretoria West exit going to Pretoria. The traffic very heavy from the Dipslut uh, interchange just north of William Nickel. There is that old road. If you're coming, let's say, from Krugersdorp, you've just flown in and uh, gone out and into the car at Lanceria and you're heading to Pretoria, come off at the R511, just go a little bit further north and pick up the old road. It'll bring you back onto the R55 uh, in the sort of Monavoni area. And then you can take the R55 straight through and come into Pretoria via Pretoria West. That N14 is uh, worth avoiding. Stationary truck in Durban, N2 south before Spaghetti. Uh, delays from about the Clare Road Bridge. Bit of pressure onto Fields Hill this morning for motorists driving into Kloof, just down towards Pinetown at Sluggish. And Cape Town, just really heavy traffic everywhere all around. I, I guess fundamentally it's the, the rain or the threat of more rain to come, which has spooked some commuters into uh, taking their vehicles through this morning. Give you an example, the N1 backing up R300 to Durban Road, and then heavy from Yip de Yaga right through to the Coburg interchange. No no gaps in that traffic. N2 between the N7 Vanguard Drive and the N2. The M5 still very slow uh, from the Ottery area all the way up towards the N2. The M3 from Ladies Mile uh, to Hospital Bend. And coming out of Tableview, Coburg Road heavily backed up to Milnerton. Uh, West Coast Road, Marine Drive slow out of Tableview towards Sunset Beach. Fortrecker Road, Goodwood to Maitland's Heavy, Clipfontaine Road through Athlone, Silvertown, right through to Mowbray, under a lot of pressure as well. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. If you are the one with hope for tomorrow, with an appetite for change, with passion for your country, join us in our drive to transform our society and nation, the new age, for a new perspective, for a positive outlook, for a united South Africa. The New Age, One Country, One Paper. Get your copy for only three Rand fifty. Fortune favors the brave. The brave favor fortune. 
You see, with constant scrutiny, life can be incredibly rewarding. It's this concept that led Sun International to create the Maslow, a specialist business hotel in Santon dedicated to facilitating success and recognizing those who achieve it. With an unparalleled 12 meeting rooms, conference facilities, an auditorium, and personal indulgences in the form of Lacuna Bar and Bistro, we're certain you'll come to understand that at the Maslow, the mind's preoccupation relies on the body's location. I am the place where humanity and industry collide, and energy and optimism abound. I am South Africa. I am the biggest economy in Africa, and I encourage innovation, make it easy to do business and get things done. My spirit is restless, and my resolve is clear, determined to break through the stereotypes and conquer the forces of doubt. I am South Africa. Proud host of the 5th BRICS Summit in Durban, 26 to 27 March 2013. And I am inspiring new ways. The Forum at 8 with Olani Gwala. 25 minutes uh, now to 9. And of course, we're discussing a uh, bill here in Gauteng. It is called the Gauteng Liquor Bill. Among other things, it is proposing uh, that there be a ban on uh, alcohol sales on Sundays. And of course, as you heard from Vabakshini, there's a study now that claims to show that alcohol consumption in this country is more than twice the global average. What then do you think about that? What should happen? Uh, do you support the provisions of the bill? And my guest will respond to some of your questions. Mr. Bali Chwene uh, is a member of the Gauteng Liquor Board. He's on the line for me also. Uh, Mr. St. Madala, who's the president of the SA Liquor Traders Association, as well as Severa Kaladin, Seoul City Advocacy Manager. They have a campaign there called Puza Wise, and she's talking about that particular campaign. Let me read your emails then. Um, There's this one here from Isaac Masego Guatema, who says, we need any intervention that we can think of in order to curb the social ills that are currently facing this country. Stop selling alcohol on Sunday is one of them. We are not saying that Stopping selling alcohol on Sunday will make these social ills go away. However, it'll make a big difference. Abuse of alcohol or high consumption of alcohol consequences, among others, are neglect of family responsibilities, high road accidents, women abuse and women killings, child abuse, rape, general crime, negative impact on health to pregnant women, HIV positive people, etc. Contributor to dysfunctional families, road rage, a whole lot of points being articulated there by Isaac Masego on email. Isaac is in Guatemala this morning. Let me read another one, then uh, an email that comes through from George Mbeta, who says, um, we'll, uh, we will stock enough on Saturday to for Sunday. How then will that reduce consumption? That's George and Sunning Hill uh, here in uh, Johannesburg, suggesting that people will stock on Saturday. Mieketsi uh, Mukele says, your guest must not say it forms part of social lives. Alcohol is a drug that needs to be completely delegitimized. We all know that it causes many health problems. We should advocate the ban of alcohol production for the sake of well-being of human beings. Kind regards, uh, Martin, uh, on, on email. Another email, um, I think your guest's argument is weak here. Please ask your guest, Mr. Chwene, what did the public say that made them take the view of banning the sale of alcohol on Sunday? Temba Twala in Woodbank. Mr. Chwene, you heard there a concern from Temba Twala. Uh, let me read this email, though, before I get a response from you, Mr. Chwene. Katlejo says, I think noise levels at Chisanyamas and pubs that sell liquor in townships uh, should be regulated as well. Currently, lou- loud noise plays till very late in the morning in the township areas, and people 
can't sleep. That's a concern from Katlejo. Uh, Lunga Duma says, uh, this Mzuli guy, uh, uh, well, it's Matlala, not Mzuli. Uh, Matlala's argument is flat. Why did he even agree to be on the show? He's talking in circles. That's Lunga on email. Another email, um, why Ben trade on Flickr on Sundays? What is their goal to achieve? I always get puzzled by our government amending unnecessary bills, drugs, poverty, unemployment, inequality, etc. is our problem in this country. Where else some uh, other houses survive through the selling of alcohol? So is our government supporting SMMEs by doing that? That finding other unnecessary controversial issues to restrict the availability of alcohol to young children. Uh, that's uh, an email as well coming through a short while ago. Right. Um, I'm going to come to you, Mr. Chuanen, in a minute, but let me take Anonymous first. Okay. An- Anonymous, hello? Yeah, hi, go ahead. Hi. Um, I speak from a point of having a retail outlet that sold alcohol. And all that happens is your sales double on a Saturday, where people are stocking up for the Sunday. Hmm. In case that an alcohol has not been sold on a Sunday for the longest of time. Being a non-drinker, I understand all these comments coming through. But my question is, has the sale of alcohol or the ban of sale of alcohol on a Sunday, has it made an impact in KZN? Has it made a positive impact so that we can roll it out throughout the rest of the country? All right. Fantastic. Anonymous, thank you. Mr. Chuana, maybe start by addressing this concern here raised by the Anonymous, but also deal with that issue. As somebody who says, what did the community say that convinced you to include this provision in the bill? Okay. I think um, it's important to bear in mind that um, the board as a regulator uh, it's not regulating the sale of alcohol in a vacuum. Uh, it's regulating the sale of alcohol within a particular environment, and the community's views are critical in this uh, respect. Now, I mentioned earlier on that we went through a public process uh, which culminated into the policy. Now, when you hear some of the people who say, I have been to, for example, um, you know, nearest police station. I've complete, complained to my neighbors on numerous occasions. Um, and that particular complaint basically has fallen on uh, deaf ears. Now, here, yes, is the issue of enforcement. But leave that aside. Also, when you um, peruse, I mean, the World Health Organization and other U.S. specifically and U.K. studies, that shows that Two things, if are combined, have a major effect of affecting um, the abuse and substance abuse of alcohol. One, the excess, the mere fact that, you know, you can be able to introduce measures to reduce excess. And number two, enforceability, if you marry those particular two, they have a positive impact ultimately in respect of number one, reducing the crime that is associated with alcohol abuse and substance abuse. Number two, the tremendous uh, social ills that are there, I mean, within families and with rape and, and, you know, violence against women. It is a fact. We don't need really to be, um, you know, uh, difficult about issues which when people see a story in the front page of a newspaper that, you know, a 10-year-old has been raped by a man, if you make an analysis, and people get shocked, but when you make an analysis about some of these particular cases, alcohol and substance abuse are at the core. So if we really want as South Africa to build a South Africa that is responsible, 
that is, you know, this moral cyber that we keep on talking about, that we must make sure that, you know, uh, it's enhanced. Then we must be able to accept that access of alcohol combined with, um, you know, enforcement hmm. does contribute largely to the broader wellness of a country. Sure. And that's the point I would like... Uh, about uh, the uh, economic impact. Uh, yeah, all, all right. Let me, let me, let me, take, let me take your response first from Mr. Madlala, because Mr. Madlala, you, and you kept on saying that black townships, people, jobs, and so on, these crimes, mm. most of them, and there's evidence, happen in the townships. Access to alcohol mainly is in the townships. So should it not be regulated than access where these crimes are taking place? Tell me, what, what I'm saying is that uh, I don't agree that for us to deal with those problems, we need to ban the sale of alcohol on Sundays. I still feel that there, is an, there are ways of dealing with those problems. Mainly it's education of the people and so forth. On Sundays, what happens is that in the township, you see more people drinking. Not that uh, people are drinking more because it's on Sunday. No. They just drink the same way as they would drink on a Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Sure, but, but the, the point is, and this is the point you're not addressing. But the point so which you're not addressing... Hello, yes. Mr. Matala, the point which you are not addressing is, is is the point that both my other guests are making, that the issue is accessibility of alcohol. How then do you limit the accessibility of alcohol? Well, I think the issue is Look, also the economics of the alcohol. alcohol uh, uh, the sale of alcohol on Sunday. People stock up on, on Saturday. They'll still have access. They'll drink on Sunday. But come they'll up, get come up with a Saturday. way is what I'm asking you. Come yeah. up with a way then to assist in uh, 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 restricting accessibility. But in addition to that, Talani, I think we have to also talk about how much of the income that is generated by alcohol is actually uh, uh, filtering down to the so-called poorest of the poor or black people. What we found with uh, a DTI study done in 2005, Department of Health study also done uh, in 2009, that ownership in the alcohol sector is it mirrors what it was in the 70s and 80s with the four major producers owning the bulk and controlling the way in which alcohol is sold and distributed um, in our country. Uh, when we talk about the impact on tourism revenue, we found also in uh, 2004 that 60 to 70 percent of tourism revenue was still in the hands of only six tourism con- uh, companies in the country. Hmm. So what we know is that the majority of the population um, in, in uh, you know, formerly black uh, townships, yes, they are consumers of alcohol, but they do not profit from alcohol. But they do not profit from the sale of sure, alcohol. But, but, but again, Ms. Galatine... initiatives are very, very limited, and there are a lot of restrictions on free trade in relation to the BEE restrictions. Ms. Galatine, here's a question again for you. BEE initiatives, sure. they, that they are really concerned with monopolizing the market. I want to tell you just one health thing, if you will allow me, Kulani, mm. from a study done in the in the Lancet, which, as you know, is a medical journal. And this was a report at the end of uh, 2010 where they ranked 20 of the most popular recreational drugs according to their degree of harm. So they compared alcohol with drugs like heroin, with crack cocaine, with tobacco, with amphetamine, with cannabis, you know, um, with ecstasy.
ecstasy. Sure. And alcohol came out as number one. It scored 72 out of 100 points. Heroin was 55 out of 100 points. Crack cocaine was 54 out of 100 points. Ms. Kaladin, here's my question, though, and this question applies to both of you and Mr. Chuan, and I asked a little bit earlier on Mr. Chuan to respond to this, because some may argue that these suggestions about banning Sunday trade and so on are advocacy suggestions. It's advocacy groups that are suggesting. What are the communities saying? Are the, are the communities uh, in yes. support of this? Because some of the people that, by the way, spoke to us and uh, we played the, the clips throughout the morning are saying, no, we don't want any ban on a Sunday. What are the communities saying? Okay, we, we at Salt City, when we had to do our own formative research before we started working on this campaign, um, we, we got the voices of, uh, of ordinary people. And uh, the, what they were saying to us is that, yes, they do drink a lot of alcohol themselves. They see that people around them are drinking a lot of alcohol. It's because of the access. But they say when they try to get taverners uh, around them to, to, uh, to respect hours of sale, to respect uh, you know, cleanliness, to run their businesses like proper businesses, they get threatened by the people that are running uh, these outlets around them. Mm. They said they want government to help them because there isn't enough monitoring, there isn't enough uh, control, the hours of sale are too long, um, and they have no influence as individuals who live around these outlets. And Mr. Chuenet, they would have said something to you as well in the run-up to you compiling and putting together the draft bill. Yes. If I I can just um, indicate, you know, we went through basically... Um, Houting has got five regions. You've got Johannesburg, Tswane, Sidibengi, Kurulene, Mahali City. I mean, we went through to the community halls and called people as part of, obviously, the bill and the proposed regulations. And this issue, among the other important issues, of course, came out very strongly that people are really complaining. So it is not something that, you know, uh, the board just conjured out of uh, its own thinking to say, look, this is something that we we need to do. Yes, of course, we look at what the communities are saying. We look at the international best practice. And Mr. Masala can't say that, you know, well, you you can't look at, you know, what the U.S. and the U.K. is, is doing. At the end of the day, the reality of the situation is this. These particular studies are of international nature. South Africa is part of, you know, the global community. We've got to take cognizance of these things. We cannot just be able to, you know, ignore them because, well, we want a, a South African peculiar study. In any event, aren't we really concerned about this glaring violence that is taking place and we know that this alcohol abuse is linked to it? Now, secondly, we know that if we were able to reduce the excess, sorry to labor the point again, but it's, it's a fact. If you are able to reduce the excess of alcohol, you are, and, and combine that with enforcement, you are in a position to be able to reduce a number of social ills that are taking place okay. in the community. All right, Mr. Mazala is going to respond. On, on one point, uh, yeah, um, sure. you, you know, uh, Mr. Mazala says, no, uh, well, the board and the government doesn't take questions of, you know, the small traders. By the way, one of the other important things that is being introduced in this particular bill um, is this. We are very much aware, as part of that consultative process that we undertook, people came and complained that you have big retailers that come and open, um, for example, a liquor store. Once they've opened a liquor store, we can't be able to compete with these particular people. We're taking cognizance of that. So one of the proposals, by the way, is you know, for the large retailers to operate in 
traditional townships. We as a board, when that particular retailer applies for a license, among the issues we look at is, number one, is this particular applicant basically be complying in some respect? Number two, um, this particular retailer, is it going to basically have any competition monopoly? Okay, and so you consider... Therefore, no. the, 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 the small business who has been operating in the township for a considerable period of time. So we are cognizant of this particular interest, and we are not uh, really oblivious to the concerns that the communities are raising. Okay, so you, you consider local economic development. Let me take some calls. Okay. Uh, Stephen Etembisa, good morning. Steve? Is Stephen there? All right, problem there. Let's go to Tabang here in Johannesburg. Hello, Tabang. Tabang, are you there? Uh, this is KG. If you K- to yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, KG. Yes, thank you very much. This is KG from Bloomfunde. I think one very important point that we are missing in this whole debate is this Poland. Uh-huh. Our own behavior as a people. I don't see how the banning of the liquor on the Sunday and the outright uh, banning of the distilling of liquor is going to, to, to sort us out. I think we must take responsibility for our own well-being, our own uh, prospects for a bright future and a successful life, you know, as people, especially as, 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 as Africans. I will tell you, for example, now I see here around Bloomfontein, there's a, a, a new habit developing of drinking a black-level black cord with a bottle in the street. And somehow, I, I don't know how these people find it fashionable to be drinking black-level in the street like that. Understand. Yeah. So we need a lot of 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 of, of, of re-education. I think if you can be try to be uh, more civilized for a lack of a better. Okay. Way. All right. KG. Thank you. In Bloom. Uh, Tabang. Are you still there in Johannesburg? Yes, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Uh, are you well this morning? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. I'm Good. well, Mr. Kuala. This is the problem, Mr. Kuala. Firstly, every time when government thinks of keeping uh, some things, he he, he actually wants to think for people. He doesn't go to the people that are creating the problem or that are having that problem to actually participate before they institute these issues of coming with the peace. Firstly, they should have went to the people. Except for that, Mr. Kuala, what about distributors of this alcohol? Uh, Why are they not kept that they are told that for you to supply in a certain bottle store in the location, please do not give them more than 100 of this, uh, 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 of this quantity. You can say to someone who have ordered, after you have ordered and have the, uh, that thing that you want to sell, and after that you, sell, you say to him, no, you can't sell this much. Why don't you keep, before they come to, the, to those people, just keep the distributors. All right. Uh, Tamang in Johannesburg, thank you. Sabina in Soshanguve, good morning. Sabina in Sosh. Oh. Malani, can I speak about the issue of behavior change? All right, I'm going to come to you in a minute. Let me read one or two emails here. Lots are coming through, uh, if you may, just allow me, um, uh, Severa. Uh, there's one from Lungelo in KZN who says, I would like to know what's the difference between this proposal and what is happening in KZN at the moment, where alcohol is not sold on Sunday. Mr. Majlala must stop being emotional and bring content to the discussion. Uh, Lungelo in KZN. Uh, there's Pumlane as well. Uh, Pumlane says, why is it on Sunday? Uh, stop 
stopping alcohol sale on Sunday will not reduce consumption, but it will increase sale on Saturdays. KZN is proof of this. People go to the extent of forming drinking clubs and stockfells in order to buy in advance and drink on Sundays. That's uh, an experience from Pumlani. Um, Strengthening the trading and drinking responsibility campaigns by SAB is the only solution to alcohol abuse, but banning the sale of liquor on Sundays will create a disaster. This will increase alarmingly the sale of liquor in the black markets and also the underage drinking. Saturday will be the liquor buying day because people will be buying liquor in large bulks uh, to prepare for liquor consumption in their homes on Sundays or form their liquor drinking clubs instead of drinking in taverns. That's Mbuiseni also an email. Just one last one before I go to Yusevera. Mtuli Simsimah says, I foresee a lot of people stocking alcohol on Saturdays in order to drink it on Sunday, uh, or the mushrooming of illegal taverns, uh, which would be a nightmare to track down. If a ban is done on Sunday, why not the whole week? Then, uh, starting on Monday to Friday, then surely there is a need for curbing the alcohol abuse because so many people have even lost their jobs because of alcohol. Severa? Yeah, I agree, Lani, that behavior change is important. And as health advocates, what we support is the creation of an enabling environment that makes it easy for us as individuals to make the healthy choice. What that means in English is basically reduce the hours of sale, increase the price of alcohol, Mm -hmm. and reduce the outlet density, especially in residential areas, so that when I feel like having a drink at midnight, I'm not able to act on it because there's no alcohol that is available. And in that way, my behavior will change. We've seen that with the tobacco legislation in our country. Tobacco consumption has gone down because it is there are fewer places where we can where we can smoke. Right, some SMSs. I'm going to come to my other guests as well. Uh, Tony in Cape Town says, what about selling alcohol to children without control? Um, there's an SMS as well from uh, Dordrecht in the Eastern Cape who says, let the ban, uh, let them ban beers, brandy, and whiskey, but not umgombo tea. Um, they will be there forever. Um, and another one says profitability from sales of alcohol has little to do with the abuse. With all due respect, um, why are your guests victimizing the taverns and not attacking the source of alcohol, the producers? Stop attacking soft targets and uh, go for the big guns. That's Brandon on SMS. Uh, another one says if the poorest can't buy alcohol, then they must they mustn't drink. Those who can afford uh, must be penalized drugs should be banned roland uh, banning alcohol on sundays is like putting a plaster on a gaping wound uh, need to deal with the root of the problem poverty etc helen in neisner it is interesting that callers who are against liquor bill are mostly men who obviously do not see the relationship between alcohol abuse and dysfunctional families as well as abuse on women and children or maybe they don't care shame on them Clarky in mabato can we please take full responsibility for our kids economy and the country let's control the drinking spree of alcohol Hall, gift from Zamdela on SMS. It's very interesting. Okay, um, same one from Tlakin Mabato. Uh, to get a liquor license, you must get your neighbors to sign a letter of approval. There's a lot of contradiction in what we are being told. Uh, does anyone of your guests belong to the faith which condemns the use of alcohol? Vus in Cape Town is suspicious. Um, I'll ask my guests to respond. Lindiwe Takane, good morning. How are you? I'm all right, Lindiwe. Thank you. Yes, our government cannot help us on a poetry that we are facing, but instead it decreases the job that we are creating for other jobless communities. It is not right for them because they are the ones who make the children to abuse alcohol because they give them the right to do, even to abort the, uh, uh, the pregnancy. Hmm. They are the ones who are wrong. And most of them, they were survived by the alcohol. Even God Pendule told us he's the one 
was uh, her parents were selling liquor to make him where he is now. Why are they doing this to us? And by the way, Ngozi Pendula, to those who don't know, is the MEC for Economic Development, Ngozi Pendula Kodesile, um, here in Gauteng, and this bill is coming out of his department. Thank you, Lindy Oetzakane. Yajin Cape Town, you my last caller. Very briefly, good morning. Uh, I don't think this uh, uh, proposed legislation is enforceable and it will boost the illegal trade in alcohol. What we need to do, put a ban on all advertising of alcohol at huh. all functions and sports events, etc., just like we do for cigarettes. We should put health warnings on the bottles and we must double the sin taxes. All right. We'll pick up on that issue, by the way. Stop uh, advertising. That's a separate issue. And I think at some point it will be discussed in Parliament and we'll pick up on it in, on it in the near future. Let me ask my guest to wrap it up then. Let me start again. Uh, Savera Kaladin, your, your final thoughts for me. Rani, I think that we can improve the level of safety of our population and create jobs if we regulate the alcohol industry better. If we increase security, have security guards at every single outlet, if we sell food at every single outlet, if we have a clearly defined serving area, and if we have a tripling or quadrupling of the number of inspectors we have in our country who can make sure that uh, the businesses that we have that are selling alcohol run themselves like proper businesses okay. and, ab- and abide by all the laws of the country. And uh, Mr. Matlala, Mr. St. Matlala, your, your closing thoughts for yes. me. Yeah, um, uh, Colonel, we're saying about access. I don't think that uh, we reduce access by shutting down. What we need to do as, as a positive step is to educate the public in general about uh, the 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 negatives of uh, abusing alcohol, and uh, also press the, the liquor board must look at the issuing of licenses to those supermarkets that we find in the malls that sell groceries here and sell alcohol here. Mm. So alcohol is easily accessible via those outlets. The people in the townships, the taverns, the shippings and so forth are also compliant. And policing, uh, this will be very, very difficult. I think uh, we need to um, deploy the police correctly to deal with hardcore crime rather than administrative errors. Okay. Our um, courts are going to be full of uh, unnecessary uh, cases of people who have uh, sold liquor on Sunday. Okay, all right, Mr. Mandala, so thank you. Mr. Chwene, your last remarks for me, for me please. Okay, just briefly, um, um, I think it's important to bear in mind that uh, the Department of Economic Development, and specifically the MEC in Kozipenduli, it's not sensitive, insensitive rather to the views of the public. If it becomes abundantly clear that the members of the uh, community are against this particular proposed uh, provision, clearly the portfolio committee of the economic department will take that into cognizance and it will not be able to see uh, its line into the final act. So right. it's important to bear in mind that you know the department and specifically the MEC has categorically indicated that we will take the views of the members the of the public as well right. on this particular topical issue. All right. I've got to thank you all for your time this morning. Mr. Bali Chwene, a member of the Gauteng Liquor Board, St. Madala, president of the SA Liquor Traders Association, and Savera Kalidin, Soul City Advocacy Manager. Thank you all for your time. I really would like to thank you for listening to our program. Thanks for the input, SMSs, emails, calls, and so on. We really, really appreciate it. I thank the team. They put it all together for you. Uh, we wish you a very good weekend. We'll be back for you on Monday, 6 to 9 here on SAFM from everybody at AM Live. It's time now for the news. Cheers.